Welcome to Ned's Adult Survival Guide. It's probably not copyright, but we'll figure that out at some point. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And I'm... Awkward pause. Dan! With this podcast, we like to talk about things that we have fun with or things we're interested in. Some days it'll be fun things, some days it'll be serious things. We're going to start it off with something enjoyable, video games, because that's pretty much all we do all the time. Um, so, Nick, what did you want to talk about first? Did we want to inundate Eric with the idea of Tarkov, or do we want to hit something a little bit easier? Uh, um, I mean, it's definitely an easy, easy start here, because it's what we've been playing. It's what we rage quit at two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so like we told you, oh, first episode will be things we're playing right now. Um, Plumbo and I pretty much have played Tarkov nonstop on and off for like the past year. Um, so if not it's, longer. It's it's an absolute exercise in sadomasochism. Like it's awful. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was joke. I was thinking about it earlier, trying to come up with what to call it, right? Because you categorize things, right? You call it like, yeah. oh, is it a RPGs? So this is the tagline that I came up with earlier. It is a okay. Soviet financial apocalyptic combat simulation MMO. That sums it up. Just yeah, give give me a minute to just wrap my brain around <laughs> each of those <laughs> concepts. <laughs> oh, yeah, so like I mean, you had me at Soviet. <laughs> well, it, it's made by Russians. Like it's it's uh, it's a time. Um. So, but it's like it's like takes place in this weird like post financial collapse like Russia thing, right? Okay. And every, it's just like a like a wasteland. Everyone's but not, not like desert. It's you know like like just abandoned. Uh, it's like abandoned yeah. Russia, right? Um, okay. and it's like a combat sim. So it's like a first person shooter that's like super realistic, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, it's 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 like doing drugs, right? Because because you have highs that are so high, right? Like you'll squeal and like jump around mm. the room and be in a good mood for an hour, or you'll have lows this. so low that like you'll be depressed for the rest of the day because you got one shot in the head by M nine nine five from a guy who shot you through a pole. You know, not talking about it from experience not, yeah. or anything. Nothing just happened. Uh, that that um, was very vague. Yeah, no. So uh, that's the thing. Like you, like you build the guns, and like they all have different ammo. It, yeah. yeah, it's just such an intricate game that like just there's not really something like that out there where like you get to you can just slap shit together and go, or you can spend hours looking at this ammo does this, and this gun shoots this way, and these parts change it this way. Like just <laughs> very, very and in then, depth. And then the best part is that all at the end of the day none of it fucking matters because you're just going to get one shot in the head anyway by like some bullshit <laughs> like yeah you can like uh, one of the most frustrating parts of the game right is you can spend hmm. 10 20 because it's it's not just guns right like there's armor and helmets and like gear like you have to kit yourself oh and to also further explain the concept to you eric um <laughs> uh <laughs> you 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 fill yourself up with gear right you go in and if you die, anything you brought with you stays there. Okay, yeah, it's like a roguelike, but you leave it behind. Yes, but the issue is, is that there's a, it's a roguelike, but with an economy behind it, right? So like, right. when you, you start, have, yeah. they give you like five hundred thousand dollars, and the whole point is to like go in, kill people, take their shit, 
or find right. shit that's sprinkled across the map and make money, right? I see, so I see. when you die, it like it costs you something, right? So something that Palum and I are very well acquainted with is spending ten to fifteen minutes building a kit, going into a raid as they're called, like a you know the different runs, if you will, um, right. and dying in the first sixty seconds. Ah, that's fun. <laughs> but like we said, it's you know the satisfaction loop that it has is even though he calls it masochistic, it's when you do have that raid where you kill that super you this dude has a million dollars worth of crap on him and you kill right. him and you take all his stuff and you get out yeah. and you make a million dollars. Like it's just this loop that like I don't have many other games that satisfy it in that way. Yeah, no, I mean, that that sounds pretty niche, all told. Um, you know, economic fighting simulator aside, uh, the, the highs and lows, especially because, I mean, it does a really good job, it sounds like, simulating that risk-reward kind of thing of, oh, yeah. you know, you can, you can go in with, like, maybe $20 worth of material and goods and, like, just do a really simple run of grabbing random people's trash. Or you can risk everything, or not everything, but a lot more. But also get a higher payoff, right? Yeah, because you have to start hunting people, and they're going to be looking for you. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's it's what's what's interesting too about it um, is that like it th there is no hand holding, there's no tutorials, and I, I may know as much about Tarkov as I do about engineering at this point. Like <laughs> there is the sheer amount of information that you like just have to learn and absorb. To even right. get like a baseline, not get good at the game, just to be able to exist in the the atmosphere that it creates is oh. silly. Like, like there's, I was watching a video this morning. It was some guy. It's right. like watching a stock video. It's like <laughs> stocks, but he's talking about the price of like different, like a pair of fucking pliers that you find like just sitting on a shelf. Like, oh, well, you want to grab the red pliers because the green ones or the yellow ones aren't going for any price. But the red, it's like silly. It, it, like, right, right. It's so much. Um, yeah. yeah, and what's what's interesting too is it has a completely player-driven economy, right? right? Okay, like you you have what's called the flea market, right? So when I go in and get shit, right? Say I get something like super worthwhile, right? So something in the game is actually a, a Bitcoin. They call them physical physical Bitcoins, right? Okay, and yeah. um, so when you get out with that, you can sell it on the, what's called the flea market, which is where other players can purchase it for goods, right? And like mm. um. So like you you have to sell something at a price that someone's willing to buy it for, right? So it's like right. complete like capitalistic supply and demand, but it's wild because it's constantly changing and because of what the players are doing, um I think Tarkov is the game I've multiplayer game that I've played where the devs are the most uh involved in balancing the game constantly. Hmm. Okay. So like they they had to change the way everything works for like bitcoins because like the 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 price is like skyrocketing and like it's changing the way play people are playing the game because all they're trying to do is get bitcoins and get rich. So it's it's one of the notes I had about this earlier is it's like it's kind of funny because Nikita is the the face of the game. He's one of the the, the CEO I think of the the small co uh, development company that makes it. Um, right. But like uh, he's he's like the government. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> he's just trying yeah. to regulate what all these filthy capitalists are like doing. Like it's really funny when you look at mm. it and try to draw like a parallel to real life. 
Yeah, no, that that sounds right. Yeah. Um because I was going to say before that you were saying it, it sounds very free market, but then if they're going to come in and try it, like to maintain the integrity of the game by they'll, they'll changing the cost of stuff for sure. Or right, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll or just like, like these crafts that they have. So like you can create, uh, you know, craft fuel that is super expensive right now. But instead of like trying to help drive down the cost of fuel, they'll drive up the cost of the stuff that makes the fuel, for example. Yeah. Or, or they'll See. like, like so fuel is something that you need in general because like the crafting system works in like your base they call it your hideout um, right. and to craft certain things you have to have the generators running right you need electricity so to do mm. that you need fuel so like they hard nerfed the economy in the past month because they made fuel spawn less in the world so it's just harder huh. to find right right uh, so, it's actually I mean, it's in, it's interesting just thinking about like because that, that like it's got that domino effect or maybe more of a butterfly effect of where mm -hmm. they can change like a small little thing like they could make the, the price of fuel slightly more expensive like you're saying and now like it sounds like your your crafting is more expensive so almost everything on the market is going to start to increase as well just to try to match that demand that's that's interesting. Yeah. exactly what happened like every anything relating to computer parts is insanely expensive right now because everyone huh. wants to make bitcoins but uh, need, like it's it's crazy it's silly um and it's but like i, I like at the, the same game, time it's fun i don't know it's it's, it's fun it's fun addictive about it. but it's like stressful right yeah right yeah i mean yeah that sounds it's, right it's a lot like <laughs> it's I, I remember as a kid, like playing Call of Duty, like for the first time, the first couple times and like kind of right. getting like your heart beating or maybe like something mm -hmm. like a semi like horror game or whatever. Tarkov, yeah. like I, I don't need to work out anymore. I get my fucking cardio in just playing goddamn Tarkov because it's going to blow my heart out because yeah. I can hear a man with walking around with a million rubles on him at just like stomping around and I'm sitting there with like a pistol and my dick in my hand like, please, God, no. <laughs> oh. scary yeah so, um yeah that's we just mm. wanted to introduce you to that because it's something we're completely obsessed with and i don't know if i've ever found a game as complex and like nuanced like there's so yeah. many different things and systems going on um it's just crazy yeah, I think uh, while while you're saying all of that, it's making me think just of trying to find a parallel since I've not played Tarkov, but I was playing a lot of Dominions lately, uh, which is oh, yeah. a it's a 4X fantasy uh, conquest game. I, I, it's really, it's kind of hard to describe. It's not that hard, but it's basically just think of a 4X with really ugly graphics, but there is a yeah. uh, 82 page rulebook uh, that doesn't even <laughs> cover everything that happens in the game. Yeah, and then um, you have you have I think it's like six or seven paths of magic that you can use, and there are like nine tiers of each with anywhere from like six to twenty different new spells in each tier. Um, it's just, it's just, it is a, uh, it is an endeavor of, of seeing how long you can sit in front of a screen studying each word until you <laughs> fall asleep at your yeah. screen, right? Whoever gets to stay longer is the one who's going to win practically. Um, but so then here's a, here's a question for you. How big yeah. is the community surrounding it? Like, like, like of wiki informational. Very yeah. tiny. Yeah, well, it's not very tiny. It's I would say it's close knit, right? Is there is five me... bigger than four because I remember trying to play four with you a couple of years ago. Yeah, at this I think point. 
and it was so complex like even for me like i enjoy those kinds of games but that was one where i was like you're losing me here but, yeah no but, no it's it's mm-hmm. and so I, I may have mis misphrased my question when okay. you're playing like do you go to places to look things up is kind of like my question like yes there, yeah no absolutely absolutely there, there's like so, a whole side community built around just trying to understand what the fuck's going on with the game yeah well so so first and foremost like i'll say uh on the one discord that i'm on and there are actually there are two discords i have here uh we have uh 1438 people involved on this first discord which is the main discord um and each of the, this has like a bunch of random side comment areas where you're doing exactly what you're saying right you're asking questions like can somebody look into the game and tell me what is happening here but also there is a wiki uh like you're saying and for a while uh before i got this new job i was i was actually editing for it um and yeah it's uh it was a nice change of pace for certain um but uh we had this one guy who basically is just doing empirical science on the game. He'll open it up and he'll just be like, I want to see what happens when I do this and just test it over and over and over again and then post his results on the wiki so that you get an idea of like, what do the systems act like? How do they break if you want to break them? When is the breaking point? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of just like literally scientific testing pretty much that goes on to the game. <laughs> That is a perfect parallel to Tarkov. Look at the general chat. I'm just going to send you a link to one of the wiki pages. Just click on it and look at the chart. Just scroll. It's lots you of sent him the list. Oh, exactly be- what I beautiful. So this, that by is... the way, none of this is like readily available in the game. Like you don't log into the game and like look at the bullet and it says, oh, here's the stats of the bullets. All of the statistics right. you see here are have either been data mined like from the files of the game or right. have been assembled like the same scientific testing like someone goes in and they get like you know i got these bullets i'm gonna shoot this thing like it's literally like the people are doing science inside of a video yeah. game to try and map out what's happening and i've never experienced anything like that before until tarkov so i like that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's what that's so, like insane. you're getting this with dominion like you're seeing some of this crazy oh my god this is like yeah. a whole yeah, so what I sent there is an inspector, uh, and literally what you can do in the far left, you have uh, uh, different tabs, items, spells, units, sites, etc. And if you click on one of those, you can just see all of the stuff, first of all, if you don't type anything in. So like if you click on spells, you'll see every single spell in the game. I think there's over 500 of them. Um, and then if you go to units, you can, there are three different eras and ages. And each of those has anywhere from like, I think maybe 15 in, or maybe maybe 16 or 18 in the last age up to like 24 in the first age. So and each of them is individual and unique in the way that they play. Um, so this is this is like the basic place where you go to first. But then uh, let me see if I can find. Was this made by the community or is this made by the developer? Yeah, no, this was made by the community. Oh, there are some amazing super nerds who play this game. Oh yeah, yeah, this is a this is a ridiculous kind of game. Trust me. That like this Tarkov, we don't have anything like this. I don't know if you clicked on that, Nick, but the UI is amazing. Like you can click yep. and oh, yeah. have like multiple things. So this is great. So, so the problem with Tarkov, right, is you do have some of these super nerds, right? Uh, but then right. you also have like seven year olds who just turned twelve and got their first computer and are playing it like they're playing Call of Duty and like. You, you have that like child toxicity in a game or like uh like league of legends right like there that right, exists right. too there's there's like there's a bit of a spectrum to like what is a tarkov player yep. i see i see this is super cool though that's pretty wild 
Oh yeah, I, it's it's really nice. Uh, let me see if I can find something on the wiki that's like ridiculous though. Um, hmm. If I this log great, in, great first podcast for for everyone listening to audio and yeah, yeah. seeing yeah. seeing everything like, we're talking about. It, it, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's, 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 yeah. I I don't I don't know. Like, here's what I find interesting though. So like the complex games are like interesting and sometimes depending on the systems and what's going on they can have like this really cool draw to them i don't know how many more of these games i could play right oh yeah oh yeah like i my youtube like recommended feed feed is nothing but tarkov there's Hmm. there's nothing else i I, like it there's an occasional thing like about other shit like maybe i'll get like one engineering video every now and again and i do engineering (laughs) for a living Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tarkov, as far as the 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 uh, Google overlords are concerned, Tarkov is more <laughs> important to me than my fucking job. Like it's. I mean, and that's the, that's kind of the thing I was gonna say is like these kind of games that are as complex as these two turn into like second jobs, right? Like yeah. you come home and you have to do actual research about what you're doing before you jump into the game, and then even sometimes, like you're saying, when you jump into the game, uh, it's like it's a it's a matter of maintaining your like your your cool because you just got headshot across the map and you're like, all right, do I go again? Or like, I I just lost a lot of money. Do I go again? Yeah, yeah um, you can. You and can, like, just trying can, to. If Nick had a penny for every time I said "fuck this game," this game sucks. <laughs> I hate everything. Yeah. Nick would be like, yeah. That's that's the regular. Lots of, lots of rage. Very difficult. That's how they end. Yeah. It's never like, yeah. well. I never on said, rare oh, occasion it's like no, you I, know what we had a really good run let's end it on that but like 99 percent of the time it's fuck you fuck this game fuck that guy i'm out i don't even think i tell nick i like oh i'm dead anymore i think half the time she's like mm-hmm. oh fuck just, this bullshit like, or you like, just go oh, silent and it's like mm. <laughs> what was it last night that made me do that or was it earlier today Oh, the, I mean, earlier today you the, just went silent. The scav. Yeah, the scav that fucking killed. So there's AI that run around, and like right. in most games, the AI are meant to be like cannon fodder. They're supposed to be dumb. But right. recently they've been tweaking, like over tweaking them too much, and now they're like aimbot gods. Like they just run around <laughs> kill. So like I've got like this like pretty. I've got some good like decent stuff that I picked up. Like we're like Nick and I are pretty rich. We're trying to get out. Right. Cause like you go into a raid and it's not just like, Oh, I'm done. Hit like the, the leave button. Like you have to get to a physical location and stand there for six seconds to get the fuck out. Right. Uh, and, uh, on the way out, there's like, there's like a scab. I kill him. And then there's another one. I'm like, Oh, and I like peek to shoot him. And he just fucking headshots me like instantly. Like no, no. they, they actually like, traded oh. like Dan yeah. and the guy die. And I'm just sitting there like hmm. this. He's done. He's gonna be done. <laughs> like, I just know it. You see it happen, and you're like, "That's it. That was the I think, one." I, think I didn't even quit then, though. I just got like that was that was more shock than anger. Because <laughs> I think we played a couple oh, more after that. No, because that's the one that I think I also maybe I you died. Di- you died I don't too. know. You died too. Yeah, I like grabbed Dan's stuff to try and get out for him. Was that, and I'm walking, was that yesterday? That was that was yesterday. Had, that was yesterday. Yeah, that was when I had. The, and I'm the, walking my way out. I've also got shit ton of money worth like a loot. I got danced up. I'm like, let me get out with it, you know, bring yeah. it back to him. Mm. And just just another one of the AI is just walking backwards up a ramp, shoots me in, just just murders me. Just spawned with like some of the best ammo in the game. <laughs> just 
just yeah. die. Just kill yourself. Like, that's the mm. just, and, the kind of thing. And like Nick, Nick had in excess of a million dollars on you, right? Yeah, I had yeah. those colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you had six hundred thousand just in filters. Like it's so silly, so silly. But that so that's Tarkov. Do you have any <laughs> questions about what this experience is, Fox? And or, or I, I mean, else? you just just let him digest it a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I still don't think it'll ever be his cup of tea. No, oh, no, I don't. No. I, this is the only game when like friends are like, "Oh, I think I want to play that." I'm like, "No, don't." No, like Cease, <laughs> Cease was like, "Oh, I think I want to play that." I was like, "Don't, don't do it. Just don't. don't do it. Just please Maybe don't just, yeah. buy it. Just be a waste don't, of money at that point. Go, go back to Hunter Call of the Wild yeah. and sit in a bush. Yeah. Well, so it's not those are different. When we originally bought this game, it was Tim, uh, Nick, and I. We bought it, yeah, and we played for like a day and it was like super hard and we didn't understand what was going on and so like there was a collective kind of like well that was a waste of money right and then i before i even started playing again i just started watching videos on it and like consuming content and that was Hmm. how i got into it like i just started like i basically just took a class on the fucking game right yeah it's (laughs) such a hard learning curve and then once i did i was like oh i started playing so i probably played by myself for like three to six months before Hmm. Nick got back into it. And then him and I have been consistently playing for probably about over a year, over a year. Yeah. So I guess I have a year and a half almost in at this point and I still haven't gotten bored of it. And it's probably take breaks sometimes and stuff, but between wipes and shit. Yeah. So another thing with the whole economy, Eric, uh, when they, when they um, change too much in the game, they do yeah. what's called wipe. They just reset the game. Like, everyone's uh, shit is gone. They completely reset. And actually, what's really cool about it is that people don't get mad. Like, hmm, people yeah. ask for it or look forward to it because it genuinely changes it the It levels the, the playing up. field again. Yeah. And, and it, well, it makes things super fun yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, it makes things more fun. Because hmm. like, the problem is, is, like, Nick and I can spend, like, you know, uh, half a million rubles on a kit, right? But right. there's every raid, there's going to be at least one guy who spent one or two, right? And they're just like, which is a, a ridiculous amount, mind you. Like, my hmm. my bank account in the game right now is only like 1.6 million, right? And there are right. people who yeah. are spending more than I have to my name just in like what they're coming in with yep. one raid. Like, there's right. it, there, there really is like a haves and have nots um, hmm. in this game. It's, it is kind of like a, uh, like a democratic, very Super much not soviet yeah it, which is actually very funny well it is soviet because it this because like when things like get annoying just some big russian guy comes in and he just levels the smacks everything he's like no it no we get rid oh. of it we poke fun but nikita's great oh he's great they're, they're, very, they're very transparent really... and stuff i love and i love what they do actually no they're definitely not because sometimes they just change shit and they don't well okay them. they're they're not transparent they're about like tweaking stuff but they're yeah they're involved yeah 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 we like know the personalities like they do like streams it's very cool it's fun um that's probably enough tarkov i mean if you want to transition from that topic of transparency you could we could touch on the demo that we played a little bit if you want yeah have you seen this game called outriders at all eric not that i can think of no okay the next destiny Uh killer yeah, it's definitely not. Um, but it's it's a it's a looter shooter similar to Destiny, right? Okay, okay. Kind of like that. Have you you've never played Destiny? Not personally, no. But I do know the game. 
Yeah. So, like, but um, like a Borderlands or or, or, or right, Diablo, right, right? Right. Like with yeah. the, the loot, you're always getting loot and stuff like that. It's kind of like that, but it's a first-person shooter. That's right. what Destiny is. This huge fucking, you know how big the game is. Everyone loves it. Uh, to me, that <laughs> game's an abusive, an abusive uh, X. That just it just wants to beat me. It's like says nice things, and then I come back to it, and then it smacks me around a bunch. It's not fun. <laughs> I don't like the game. I don't play it. Um, Fair. I've managed to get over it. I'm in a better place now. I so, you know, Nick's still he's still wrapped up. In 18 it. hours to, to day one, the, <laughs> the newest raid and just yeah. destroying yeah. myself for it. Yeah. Well, it was it was funny because you would actually get like we would pick fun at Nick, right? Oh, yeah. For playing this game. And like at one right. point he had to like sit us down and be like, guys, I need you to stop making fun of yeah. me playing well, destiny yeah. <laughs> you're hurting yeah. my feelings and i have a problem <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry. i'll get i'll get over it but you're not helping yeah Fair, yeah. yeah yeah i remember that, like we, we yeah we were like hey you want to come like do something with us or do whatever and he was like no nah, i can't and we're like why and when nick gets like quiet doesn't give you an answer it's usually because there's some bullshit <laughs> he's like i gotta do i gotta do the destiny raid man yeah <laughs> Yeah. already busy sorry um but so in in that vein outriders right mm. dan's the one who first brought it up to me because he was following it and you know unlike a lot of upcoming games they were just like super open about what they're doing you know what the game looks like all the trailers weren't cgi nonsense right right which i appreciate i know dan loves yeah yeah i mean transparency like that is always nice with a new game just remove the hype or like the uh, excess hype yes because that's the problem i mean you you saw what happened to cyberpunk right it was a collapse it was all it was all hype yeah it it just didn't live up to it and the big thing with outriders which is is the hype or the the way everything was done is specifically the developer having control as opposed to like the managers of the developer or the publisher, if you will. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So the, the higher ups at CD project red are the ones who fucked up cyberpunk. Right. They forced right. it yeah. out early. Exactly. It wasn't the people who made the game. It was the people who made yeah. the company. Right. Right. So, um, so you, so you, you, it's, you play such like highbrow, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you did like you're not into the the uh, some of the same schlock that that Palumbo and I play every now and again. Um, fair, fair. And uh, it's it, it's like uh, I fucking lost my point. I probably need because whiskey. You... <laughs> um, um. So yeah, it's like oh, uh, like microtransactions, right? Like that's a big thing. Right. Season pass or the live service or right. games right. as a service, rather. Yeah. Yeah, games as a service or live service games. It's like it's, a, it's the bane of like the games industry right now, in my opinion. Yeah, right. I would agree. So I think you, you own play the game, a... but you pay sixty more dollars to play the next bit of game. Yeah, it's right. not a whole new game's worth. And in, yeah, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, the original game you bought wasn't worth sixty dollars. A lot of times, yeah. Right. So you're you're paying. You end up paying like a hundred dollars for to play something for two years, but to be bored for half a year of it. And the right. content you got was maybe only worth fifty or sixty bucks at the end of the day. That's right, like my right. overall opinion of Destiny, and why I refuse to go back to it. Um, yeah, but uh, I see like the appeal because I played the first one, I played the second one, like all the way through, did a lot of the stuff, and then just like had to like hard cut and be like, I will not 
keep coming back every time they release new shit. Um, So the whole point of explaining all this trash to you is that Outriders (laughs) is a game that is $60, right? It's very similar Mm -hmm. to Destiny. Um, Palumbo actually liked to joke around about the fact that all the UI looks exactly the same. Um, It is is the same. Yeah, like it's very similar. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. Um, I exactly know what you just said. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it's 60 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's a full Mm -hmm. game. The whole game is there. It's a a full package for $60, right? Okay. Yeah. And very clear about what it is. They've explained like how the end game works. Like they, they've done all this transparency stuff. And the big thing too, was they didn't make you pre-order the game to play the beta, right? They Uh, just released a demo. Here's a free demo. It's available from now until after the game comes out. Play it. Decide what you think. Right? And everything you do transfers. Yep. Just like, just go for it. What's unfortunate is is that it's not a AAA game. Right? It's not Destiny. Um, Many people say it kind of sucks. Uh, it's a pretty mixed reaction, I feel like, but yeah, yeah, because I think the developers have done everything right by the customer, right? Mm, right. Except, except make a bulletproof game. <laughs> so yeah, mm, I like, see. It's, I'm I'm very torn because like if I didn't play the demo, which I love the fact that they made the demo available. If I didn't play the demo, I would have bought the game, right? Right. It's not right. out yet, but I'm not buying the game at release. So Fair, you know, oh, yeah. it sucks because they're not getting my business because of their their noble intent. Yeah. Right. Which sucks for me because I know now I'm a part of the problem as to why more companies aren't going to do stuff like that, right? Because it it's not going to pay off. It's not going to be good business. I mean, we don't know, like because you know they're already fixing stuff right they're already addressing things they they're hearing the community so. feedback they're you yeah. know the motion blur problem there's going to be a toggle the the camera shaking they're going to address at some point they're like so the the glaring problems that like unanimously everyone's like that's an issue they're like we hear you we're on it you know so like maybe there's a big day one patch and stuff gets resolved we see some reviews game looks and plays better like we don't know cuz we haven't seen it done like this at this scale, I guess, in a while. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a wait and see, you know. I think they'll succeed more than Cyberpunk off the launch. They won't have the sort of outrage. Because they've been Mm. more transparent and people got to play. Like, I don't know if you saw some of the really... Cyberpunk was so much trailers. It was was CGI animated stuff, and this was like, this is what our game is. Like, this is what it looks like. So, like, you know what you're getting, even if you don't play the demo. Cyberpunk even had some more active deception, too. Like they specifically told reviewers that they were not allowed to review copies of the console versions of the game, right? Oh, yeah, no that no console of versions of the review copy went out because they know the console versions were absolute doggy doo doo garbage, right? Yeah, and they still are. And they still, yeah. still is. That's why it's like the game I've been excited for for well over a year now. I played it and it, it probably wasn't as bad as most people made it out to be, but it definitely wasn't mm-hmm. great. Um, I played like a good 30 hours of it and just was like, I'm going to put this down for now. And I haven't gone back in like two months, I guess. Yeah, same. Okay. Will you, some even, you got to play it on the Pro. So like, yeah, you I didn't even have, on the Pro. And I played on the base PS4 and it was yeah. 
It just couldn't handle it, which is unfortunate. Because, like, I don't think the game's that bad. Hmm. But hmm. It, it just needed more love. And, like, it's just unfortunate that it got shoved out the way it did. Yeah, it probably needed another year of just development and not being out. Yeah, but, no, that's fair. Yeah. So... But this, in, so, so this, like no. the what I was saying earlier is that you, I think Fox, you you do more, you you do more like um, uh, like indie almost, right? In the game, yeah, I, I definitely more 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 um prone to buying an indie game typically, yeah. So, do you deal with frustrations like that, like because because this is like I'm pointing out this game mm. specifically because they, I think the developers done everything right, like I said, and it's the right. game itself is unfortunate right now. I really hope I buy the game a week or two after launch because everything's better. Um, but like, and then there's other things that are AAA titles that I feel like I'm getting fucked. You know, it's really frustrating. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. in, in your experience, which I, I would ballpark is maybe a little bit more indie based or like smaller developer kind of stuff, right? More so probably, yeah. What, how, well, how just you... different genres though. Like Fox yeah, plays that's... the Total Wars and stuff like that's... that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I, I guess like to your point though, I, I do have like a decent, like indie library. Uh, I've, I've backed away from indie games actually recently for a little bit of the same reason that we're talking about here, but it's not so much of, um, over promising or over hyping the game as much as it's, uh, like the, the issue with, uh, indies, I think has more to do with like early access, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, like early access is and it's been talked about this way for a very long time it is just like it is trash right you you go there you make a bunch of money and then you don't deliver on the promises you had um and i have maybe 20 or so different indie games that like had their development canceled that i've bought into already or that have gone free afterwards because they're just like it's not a very good game but you paid 20 bucks and we didn't actually follow through um and like that's that's like a bonus or like not a bonus, but like a positive side is at least a lot of these games you're like investing twenty dollars, you're not putting sixty dollars behind them. Um yeah. but like I used to I used to be a lot more into the early access scene. Um probably like three or four years ago back. Uh um and I like I just have a bunch of games. Like I said, I have twenty that at least were dropped, like no more development. They're just half finished and then you, you can't even play them. Um, but I have probably like another like 40 more that are just they're finished, but nobody enjoys them. Nobody plays them and the devs haven't touched them since they released it. Right. And there's plenty of problems or it's just maybe not that it's not problems. It's just unpolished. Um, so so basically, though, like nowadays, uh, like I subscribe to a bunch of random YouTube channels, like one of the guys is, is Splatter Cat Gaming. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um so he, he he basically does like maybe two or three uh, different episodes every day where he spends 30 minutes with a new indie game that's coming out um, either in early access or like being fully released. Um, and it's just like a very nice transparent way to get an idea of what happens in the game. Um, and he's he's a nice guy in the sense that like he's not going to be like, oh, this game is absolute garbage. Like, I can't believe I'm playing this. How am I playing this for another like 20 minutes? Um, but he's still like gets his mind out there like he'll he'll say like oh you know i really think that this mechanic kind of gets in the way and like i would like it better if you maybe added new colors like this because it's really hard for me to see what's happening and so he gives like good feedback that's not only just good for like the developers but also for you as a consumer to be like am i willing to buy into this game right now am i willing to buy into this game ever even if they deliver on all of the stuff that they do and that's kind of helped 
uh, cultivate uh, a better a better spending habits. Maybe we could say for me. Oh well, like I said, yeah. we were talking about doing this. I have a sucker for shiny and new shit. So like I, <laughs> I, I, I feel you with the early access and just like buying stuff. Like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yep. So I yeah. actually that was a. I really like what you brought up there, uh, Eric, and I want to kind of take it in like two directions. Um, For sure. We can either talk about like early access in general, because I have thoughts, opinions, and burning desires about that. Um, (laughs) But I also like wanted to get from you guys. So I think we'll do this first. Um, Just on like the topic of indie games, what's like highlight low light indie game wise? Like what's an indie game that like you either really, really love right now or like in the recent past? or we're surprised by and then like something that's absolute dog shit yeah uh well i mean I, I'll, I'll go first just because i can cheat a little bit um but i, I have, mean dominion page open <laughs> so like i'm like looking through it right now too huh. got yeah. you i got you yeah but well so like for me though dominions 5 is definitely an indie game it's a it's a pretty small development company um and that's one of the ones that i like i've played a, a lot of recently like i was saying and really enjoyed but um so like that's that's kind of a cheat for me but i also and this is maybe not the most true uh just because i've only played it like starting today but you might have seen me beforehand i was playing this game called circuit superstars which is i I found it yeah i found it last night from one of uh one of the streamers i follow uh who is northern line i don't know if you guys know him yeah um but so it's basically like a semi-casual uh racing game where it's it's casual in the sense that you have like the top-down perspective um and it has a little bit of go-karty feel to it but all of the cars have actual like weight to them there's like legitimate drifting and like actual strategy about taking turns and there's also pit stops so like your tires go down and you have to pull over and kind of get them refit um and then fuel back up and then get back onto the the track and I've always enjoyed watching like F1, not really watching it. Like I, I, I want to enjoy watching F1, I should say, right? I've never gotten into it because it's just like, again, one of those things that I feel like has such a steep learning curve that I'm not ready to uh, engage with. <laughs> um, okay, before we go any further, I just uh-huh. got into F1 this past year, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Tim forced me into it. <laughs> Netflix, there's a documentary. It's called Drive to Survive. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every every season of um, F1 is a hmm. season of Drive to Survive, right? So they're just yeah, releasing yeah. like the third or fourth season. It's a quick way to get caught up. You may actually enjoy it. I've never been super into sports because I can't tell you, you know, what Joe, whatever his face is, ate for lunch mm-hmm. and how many RBIs mm-hmm. he shit out afterward. I don't fucking know. Yep. There's, too, there's so many men who have so much shit in their head from sports that like they could be Stephen Hawking if they just stopped watching sports. I, I, I don't get it. It's crazy. But at me. I'm going to at you because you're sort of <laughs> kind of one of them. But um, F1 is it's like. If you took sports. Engineering and days of our lives and smashed them together like that's what it because it is so dramatic and there's like lots of drama with like it's it's not just like, you know, they talk about like in the NFL. Oh, so and so got drafted to something when someone like there's only 22 drivers. When someone like right. changes teams or does something, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's like reality hmm. TV almost. It's, it is it is kind of interesting. Um, I see. So I would recommend checking out that documentary. And if you really get into that, um, I have some stuff that I can send you so that you can start watching F1 for free. Um, okay. if, you want, yeah. if you want to get into it. So sorry, tangent. Continue. No, 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 no. Circuit 
was it circuits racer circuit city Sur- circuit superstars superstars yeah circuit um brought to you by Radio circuit city superstars <laughs> um but yeah no no i didn't have too much more to say to that it was more of just like in that way that i wanted to get into learning about racing because i like i like the meta strategy behind it it feels kind of interesting talking about like tires that you're using and like fuel consumption and also how to think about like in between races where do i need to like go how do i know what my opponents are like if i know my opponent is always taking the turn really slow but like nice and sharp like is it better for me to accelerate earlier or later or something like that all these like small little strategic things um and i don't know the game just gives you like a nice like sandbox area to to test those out Um, it almost feels like i know you've always like like me you love strategy game forex and stuff like that it almost feels like it's just another avenue to express a strategy game oh yeah yeah, weirdly enough absolutely i mean i think that's true of like a sports game in general like you know maybe maybe you could argue like madden and uh, like 2k are a little bit less strategic but i i find that a hard argument to make because like almost any sport involves you analyzing your opponent it just like it's the same thing as like playing a game of chess right you have to know who you're playing against or else you're just gonna end up banging your head into a wall and like sometimes you can brute force it because you're just better or stronger or more experienced but when you're matched with somebody who is on par with your skills it it goes beyond just like reflexes and speed and you actually have to start thinking about like well if he's always passing i have to make sure that i keep everybody covered in this area who is the person he passes to the most who has the most shots on on goal or who has the most shots scored for basketball right i want to make sure that they're covered at all times um, and then on the other hand, once that starts to happen, you have to then think about like, all right, well, he's onto my one strategy. Do I have a second strategy that I can switch to? Or like, are we now kind of freestyling it? Um, so there's definitely, I would say, like a lot of a lot of depth for strategy in, in games, even like 2K or, um, or, or Madden like that. Yeah. I would actually take that a step further. And I would say okay. that every game, when you start to get into like a higher level, mm, yeah, is a strategy game, right? So yeah. like, not not to bring up the Russian game that Champion named anymore this episode, but um, that like that is like you you get to that level where it is it becomes a strategy game, right? Like I know there's a guy around the corner, and like I I've learned I've put all this effort in to know what the building looks like, right? And like the reasoning why he would be over in that corner because he's trying to loot this thing. <laughs> there, yeah, that's pretty good. Um yeah. and. Uh, so so like it, it does become a strategy game. It's like, OK, what do I do? And like even down to the point where like you start to understand the actual meta stuff of the game, like if I right. sit here still and I hear him moving a lot, I may die because the net code and the ping involved with the servers can sometimes right. be so bad that he mm-hmm. gets a distinct advantage by running around the corner and shooting me as opposed mm. to um, me sitting here. Because when you sit still in like any first person shooter um uh like you're not changing position on the on the server side right someone right. who's changing position on the server right on on their screen they're generally further ahead of what the server actually knows right right and then on my end looking at that person right it's the opposite they're behind where they actually are in, in my perception versus right their perception versus what the server knows right so mm-hmm. like one of the most frustrating parts about that game and and, and this kind of plays again to that whole strategy thing is that there are people who play super aggressively because they know that if they can kill you in one shot or in that eighth of a second they know that they have like a quarter second buffer 
right before I even see the person. So I think any any game at a high level. I mean, you watch like streamers. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, like, it goes into that whole competitive that aspect of it. Like, just yeah, they they all end up with some sort of strategy at the end of the day to to compete at a high level, right? Like, you know, yeah, you don't have to ever put a strategy in, but it's you know that's how you compete if you so choose. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's like I, so. I've been indie game I've been playing recently that I guess kind of tie into this this topic of like not a strategy game that actually has a lot of strategy. Um, it's called Skull the Hero Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that one. And it's like I watch videos of these people who play it, and they're playing. It's a complete roguelike, right? So every mm-hmm. time you die, you completely reset. There's like some stuff you can do to like improve your overall stats or like if you make certain progress, you like open up a new vendor at the starting area kind of thing. But otherwise, you're you're starting from scratch every time. But like I've never beaten the game yet. Right. And mm. I'm watching like these people on YouTube who are like, oh, I'm going to beat the game with the base skull and I'm going to like put all these <laughs> handicaps on myself. Like they're operating at such a high level. Right, that right. they like they yeah. understand things that I can't even perceive. Um, I think that comes with like playing a game so much. If you're streaming it all the time and stuff like that, like, are you telling me that my 8.1 hours is not enough to become an expert at this game? <laughs> I I feel like that could have some involvement. Yes, this that's a mood bullshit. I want a refund. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting though. So that's that's my indie game that I've been playing recently. Um, I also did play through all of Ori and Will of the Wisps. Mm, which i think game. those that's that series is like pretty indie i'm pretty sure they've become yeah, like more now, so, yeah. but i think it's still an indie studio those games are so good they're just like yeah. i think i cried a little bit at the first one i'm not gonna lie to you like, mm. they're just so fucking good i love them yeah they're really beautiful so yeah you, one i've admired but never played but hmm. you nick tell, tell me about your your current indie experience what's, what's oh, got goodness. you hot and bothered just while i'm thinking about it in the um <laughs> Uh, no, actually, no. I'll hold off on that. Um, in the nature of indie games, um, listen, you can say it. Circle of I, Sumo, I know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I, weirdly, I don't. I don't know if I have to pick like something that's indie that I've been playing lately an uncomfortable amount. It goes back to my addiction to competitive games. Uh oh. Nerds. Oh, nerds. Oh, okay. Um, okay. This, this I, is totally taking us into our next topic, by the way. Okay. Um, I still, every time I open it, I, when I say uncomfortable about, I broke 10 hours the other day playing this game. It's, it's solitaire. That's all it is. Yep. But they, someone found a way. I, I love the idea that someone took a concept as simple as solitaire and made it fast, multiplayer, competitive. Like, like I said when we when I first got you to play it, I found a way to make solitaire toxic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, have you played Nerds at all, Eric? No, no, no. Okay, it's free. You should play it with us. Okay. Uh, it's competitive solitaire. Hmm. Like it, they, there's like some new rules in the way they work. Like there's a kind of a communal area to like place cards and do things, um, and that's kind of where it gets a little cutthroat. And then like, 
it's it's round based so like you're not trying to it's not like a full game of solitaire where you have to get rid of everything there's only a small pile of things you're trying to get rid of before you can end the round um it, again super fun it is a game where there is no voice chat there is no text chat all you can see is the other person's card and where their mouse cursor is okay and i within the first hour of playing it with nick have watched him spell out fuck you die you whore like all kinds of like with just the cursor of his mouse in front of these people like he is so competitive he made solitaire toxic it's hilarious i'm proud of you and i'm the least possible way possible it's i don't know (laughs) it's like if i don't want to play around a valorant or tarkov or something like that it's been one that i just keep going back to i'm like i just want like a 10 minute fix of just like something engaging where i can like i win i'm like yeah screw you like but i i'm just putting i just i'm getting lucky and putting cards on a table faster than some other (laughs) five or 70 year old across the world i have no idea but you get like you get heated but i get heated about it it's it's just so funny no, we're playing. He's like this. I don't know, he's just like everyone's got a username. So this uh, floppy chicken twenty two. He keeps fucking hitting the nerds too early. It's bullshit. Put your cards out, man. Like yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So I I played it because I like to dip my toe in the competitive thing every now and again. And what's nice about nerds is it's not like League of Legends or Valorant where they have like a rating. You're like, oh, you're diamond seven or any of that bullshit. Oh, right. for those you ratings. Just, you just you just play. You just play the game. You win or you lose, and that's it. And what's nice is that it's engaging, like Nick said, but it's not so engaging that I can't have a podcast on in the background or listen to music. <laughs> Got you. Right? Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. talk during it. And we do talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some I always, depending yeah. when we're playing Depends, together, I te- right. I tend to have music in the background, and then yeah. you and I are just shooting the shit. But like if I'm playing it by myself, which I have for approximately five hours, evidently, um, I uh, <laughs> I'll have like I'll have like Joe Rogan or some shit on in the background. <laughs> See, so yeah. that that kind of brings me to something that Nick and I were also discussing. Um, it's uh, game types. Why you're into the games you are, right? Uh. So I just recently started replaying the new God of War, right? Mm -hmm. I think it is the game of a decade. It is amazing in so many different ways, and I'm head over heels for it, and Nick refuses to play it. Mm, Okay. (laughs) And he hurts my feelings every time he does that, but that's okay, because I do not like competitive games in the same fetishistic way that Nick does. So... There, yeah. I was thinking about it today when I was like taking notes and thinking about this stuff. I said, well, why do I like God of War so like I because like the concept of Nick not wanting to play it and not liking it was like abhorrent to me. Right? It's like he why bring, does he not like, want to play like this? Once a year, game? if not more, he, he brings it up. Like just yeah, play so, it. it. Now I'm not talking the old God of War games, like the PlayStation yeah, yeah. 2. I'm talking the brand new one that they released what a year and a half ish ago. No um, one's coming. PS4. I know. I'm so I'm so hard just thinking about it. Don't even bring it up. Um the table's not mm. that tall. So it's uh, it's just amazing. Like It's a beautiful looking game. It tells like an amazing story, right? Like it's this really great like father, son, like guy who's kind of a shitty father, like learning how to like, you know, 
mentor his son and love his son but like do it like he obviously loves his son but like he doesn't know how to express it because he's just like this hard very masculine man he doesn't like know how to be like a doting or like loving father at all and then his mm -hmm. son, then at the same time it's like the son's coming of age story but then all of it is wrapped up in norse mythology but the main character kratos all of the games he used to be in was all greek mythology so like there's all this greek background but it's currently wrapped up in north norse mythology it's like everything's <laughs> interesting and super fun and on top of all of that the gameplay is fucking bonkers it's so fun it's some of the best like combat it, it kind of i wouldn't call it hack and slash because it's a little bit slower and a little bit more technical than that um mm -hmm. but it's 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 for your context nick it's it's not as technical as like say for honor or something like that but it's yeah. it's definitely not like the old god of war games where you're literally just like mash x as hard as you can and kill the enemy blah blood like right. it's it's definitely not what are those um uh big japanese one Di dynasty warriors is that that's like the classic right. hack and slash right yeah uh so it's not quite like that but it's very fun big bosses all kind of like long beautiful great rpg i love it so much i hate doing things again right if i've mm -hmm. watched a full anime series i won't watch it again i will never read the same book more than once it's not going to happen right okay. i don't like yeah. to watch movies more than once if i've seen them too recently right yeah yep I have decided to play God of War again. I like it that much, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. all this preamble out of the way, I think I like that game because it's a single-player, narrative-driven game, and that's what I played a lot of as a kid. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Makes sense, yeah. So, both of you, what are what's your MO, and why do you think you like those games so much? I'll let Boss go first on that one again, if you want. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. I don't mind. Um, See, I didn't just correct myself. Thinking. I wasn't drawing attention to it. It's too late. Yeah, it too does, late. Does, not, does not matter to me, really, either. Uh, I mean, I guess I guess I would have to say my my favorite, my preferred area would be strategy, but I'd have to go like a little bit further than that, right? I, I think strategy is too broad I and mean, there's a lot of strategy games that i just absolutely hate um but probably like something like more tactical anything that's tactics based is something that i tend to really really enjoy um and so like starting with like strategy as a whole i think a lot of that came from again also my, my childhood i used to play uh like baseball and soccer when i was a kid um and a lot of why i enjoyed those games wasn't so much because of the running i mean i'm asthmatic it's really hard for me to run. Um, so typically I would be put into like either a defensive position where you're, again, more about learning how to spot things coming rather than just like wasting all your energy running really fast or like out in the outfield, like center field, where again, it was like you are running fast, but it's for like a couple seconds. And it's typically you're trying to make your life easier by having planned in ahead like or planned in advance like, oh, I remember this batter. I know that he tends to like pull it to the left. So I'm going to move myself to the left a little bit more, right? Um, so like these very rudimentary strategic kind of things and calculations I would do as a kid, um, I think really helped me want to do these things. I also had this weird obsession with Rome, which I feel like is like a pretty Rome? traditional Rome. Yeah, ancient Rome, okay. like uh, Roman Empire, yeah. more so probably. 
Um, I feel like that's like I've met a lot of people who have that as like weird obsession thing as a kid or as like a young guy. Um, and so like I used to really be obsessed with like Julius Caesar. I actually had a book. Uh, I had the book that he wrote while he was on campaign in Gaul. Um, I never read it all the way through, but I would like look through it every now and then. Um, and uh, Rome Total War was like the first strategy game I'd ever bought. So I think I put like easily over 200 hours into that just playing basically like free battles where it was me playing as Rome against like 3000 Gallic tribe warriors for like hours on end. Um, and so that, again, that kind of like influenced more of what I enjoy about strategy. I don't, I don't think I have the training or like the discipline in a lot of ways to do larger strategic games where it's grand strategy. Like you can ask Nick about the last time we've played like EU four and the subsidies that he sends me. Right. Um, not so good at those. Um, but when it comes to something that's more like on a battlefield of like figuring out what is the weakness the other person has and like how to exploit that, um, I, I tend to enjoy that a lot more and be like at least somewhat better at that. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, I, sp- I feel like I've split a lot from mm. when I was younger, like where I don't actually tie as much into when I was younger. In terms of games, at least, because I've just I've kind of always played games, um, and then like you said, I've always played sports growing up, um, which obviously I was very competitive in nature. At like I'm I was the kind of kid that like you know we're losing by thirty points, but I'm still gonna you know hack the crap out of a dude taking a layup in an intramural game because I don't want to <laughs> be down thirty two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of just transitioned into games growing up. You know, I was you know, casually playing on the couch or playing Battlefront 2 and the PlayStation 2, like, and I'm still like, I gotta, I gotta kill everyone. I gotta, you know, (laughs) be like, you know, and I'm never going to tell you that, like, I'm not Valorant Immortal. I'm not Rainbow Six Siege (laughs) Diamond. I'm not out here like, you know, Aim Lab every day, 30 billion DPI, you know, crushing the competition. I'm usually pretty average. Your standard silver gold levels, like, but it's still the idea of like just getting to compete in games. So like, if you asked me ten years ago, my favorite types of games, Skyrim's kind of in there. Those like like Dan loves the the RPGs, the single players, that stuff. Maybe. But like, in the last five to ten, it's been. I love an EU four where it's like super complex strategy, or a Valorant where like I get to compete, or even as something as simple as nerds like. Anywhere where I can get like my fix, where I can do whatever I can to be better. There's a way to get better and be better. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting experiencing that personally, like just over time. And like, I think part of that is like not wanting to spend, you know, 60 hours on that long RPG journey anymore. I want to be able to like hop on, play for an hour or two, get a fix for it, whether I feel like shit or whether I feel great. I'd who knows, but that's it's, something yeah. yeah, that's something that's scaring me the more I get into adulthood, to be honest with you. Um, because like I I think I play games for the same reason that I like to read. Um, for me it's more of like just an escapism. Not yep. that like my life is hard and I'm sad or anything like that. Like I don't need it, I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's, it's so which is funny that I play Tarkov because I think that's completely antithetical for the reason why I play most video games. But I, I, at this point, I guess it's the sunk cost fallacy. I just can't leave. I put too much time in. 
Um, yeah. Fair. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I still get joy out of it. Like I said, that's why it's like drugs, right? It, it doesn't fit with everything else. You know, it's just this thing that's been introduced and it's like, fucking light me up. Um, but uh, no. So yeah, on that, that's another thing that I wanted to hit on. I'm glad you kind of brought it up, Nick, is um, with like, I love RPGs. I love big games. One of my, I think my favorite game of all time is still a tie between uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Fallout 3. Like the, and both. Oh, Bethesda. I thought you'd bring up the, the Divinity. Yeah. Oh, I mm, love Divinity mm. too. Here's the thing though. Divinity is good because of co-op. Right. So when I'm talking about a game, I'm talking about the RPG type thing. Right. Um, The reason why Divinity is so good is because of you guys. Right. Like the game. Mm. Well, yes and no. The game is awesome. (laughs) It's an amazing RPG. I've never played one by myself. I've only played those games with you guys. Right. I played Divinity 2, Mm. 1 and 2 completely with Nick. And then I've played 2. We haven't finished it. We have to at some point um, with both of you. Right. Um, And so, like, that's like a different experience kind of um yeah it's it, well, it games are they're just own entity that just like yeah will and always which, hold a place which are, which our thing i mean we you and i are almost always like looking for the next game we're gonna co-op together it, like, yep. it's because it is but that's a completely different like a- arena for me i guess um yeah so like yeah when i think of like my favorite games of all times i, w- I would call co-op a gaming experience right mm-hmm. my favorite gaming experiences of all time it's impossible to pick it's like your favorite child i guess right because i think back of like to like middle school and playing call of duty with the people i was friends with before i met you guys right um those were really fun times right but then i think of moving forward i had a ton of fun playing league of legends with nick in in high school right Mm -hmm. um and then past that i met tim because of playing call of duty in college (laughs) right yeah yeah um so like and then i mean i played both divinity one and two that was i played we played divinity one because that was when you got your playstation originally right, yep. Nick? yeah so mm-hmm. like that was like dying light you know oh, stuff like light, that oh my god yeah so so those are like great experiences but i think that it's the experience that's great and not necessarily the uh game itself like in a vacuum if you will right um so like I, I again I love these RPGs they're great they're wonderful I, I love big things you know um I, I mean I uh, last year I think I put 120 or 140 hours into uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker really good loved it um really had to fight to do that though I think this is a conversation yeah. I've had with you a little bit Eric um, yeah like that that two hour thing like just do two mm-hmm. hours of it and if you're done after two hours you're done but if you want to end up playing six hours of it, play six hours of it, right? Yeah, well, you brought yeah. that up to me with trying to finish things like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I brought that up to you because Eric told me about it. I want to say that's where I yeah. got this idea. I, um, I still struggle with that. It's, still haven't finished that game. Exactly. So, like, I'm having a really hard time with these big games that I love. I love these huge, big RPGs, right? I have... Yeah. How many RPGs do I have sitting in my Steam library that I have not... I have Pillars of Eternity 2... <laughs> I have oh. Adam RPG. Uh, I have Baldur's Gate. Uh, fuck, what else? Um, oh, t- uh, Torment, Tides of Numeria. Like, a, a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and these are games that are like 100 plus hours, right? Yep. I've, they just keep, it keeps building, which only makes them more and more daunting, right? So, yep. like, am I going to stop playing these as an adult? Like, is, am I just not going to be able to do it anymore? Am I going to move more into things like nerds where it's something I can consume for like 
either 20 minutes or three hours while I consume other shit like a podcast. Mm. Cause I think that's part of the issue too, is there's too much shit for me mm-hmm. to consume. Not even yeah. necessarily to do. That's, yeah. Right? That's been our like, age old problem. There's too much stuff. Ch- I don't have children, right? Like I don't have to like take my kids to a baseball game. I don't have like responsibilities, but like, I want to watch anime. I want to watch TV. I want to watch mm-hmm. movies and I want to play video games. And I want to read books. There's too mm. much shit to do. So, so much content to consume. So I know yeah. I've had this conversation with you, Eric. What do you think about like all this like burnout stuff? Because that's like a genuine problem <laughs> that I'm having. It kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, like I definitely think it's 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 a very realistic thing to experience. Um, and I think there it's like a sliding scale, uh, not just of like how how much you're experiencing it, but also like the things that you do experience it for, right? Like, um. You can be burned out just in general with like your life because you have like 20 things that you're doing every day and that's just too much. Or you can be burned out from like just a single video game because you've been trying to put effort into it, but then, you know, you have like five or six other things. And like the, the burnout, I think, comes more so not from doing the thing, right? Not from playing the six hours of Pillars of Eternity, but it comes a lot more from... Uh, the fact that you've just spent six hours playing Pillars of Eternity and your brain's like, okay, but I want to also watch six hours of like anime. I also want to play this other game. And when are we going to get to that? Uh, well, if we keep playing six hours a day and you like, you know, calculate it, you know, like four months from now. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Um, and then it's just, yeah, yeah you have, I, I, I had the same experience a while back with my books. Uh, I used to have like, <laughs> <laughs> an entire library worth of books that like at least half of which if not more i had never touched in my life nope. um and it's just like this building anxiety of exactly. am i yeah, ever exactly. gonna do that am i ever gonna do that um and it gets to a point where you just say no probably not because i can't handle that or you do and you say yes i'm gonna make time for that it's just like it's kind of like there's a mental break you have to make where it's either you say no and you just change what you're interested in or you say yes and you have to like start structuring it. But that's the weird part. It's like, it's a fun thing for me to do, but to do it, I have to structure it, you know? Um, Which like sucks a little bit of the fun out of it, kind of. Yes. Or yeah, I guess yes. it's just yep. different because I know I just, I, I, I like talking all this stuff. I asked for the entire Wheel of Time series for Christmas and got it. Mm-hmm. I have it. Nice. I just started the first book. That's what, 15 books that are like pretty fucking Yeah. Thick? Why did I do that to myself? (laughs) So I feel that. I feel that. And I mean, I'm doing the same thing right now. But like what I do, because I I, I picked that up. I'm on book three right now. But then I also just found like this really nice copy of the first uh, Game of Thrones book. And I've read that book a while back. Mm -hmm. Um, But I picked that up again. I'm like, well, you know what? I may as well read it again. My friends are talking about it. They've watched the series. I kind of want to refresh my memory of what happened. But, you know, that's, again, like five books worth of like at yep. least 800 pages each right and in yeah. now it's like okay well i'm reading that wheel of time series now i have also game of thrones that i'm going to alternate between like it, it, it it's just i i keep adding things on rather than and like i think this is something to do with like the way my brain works my add uh it's just like it wants new things and it wants them consistently it doesn't want to stick to one thing and get good at it or to finish it it just wants new things <laughs> I don't know that that's ADD because I have never felt or been diagnosed or anything like that with ADD or ADHD. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. the exact same feeling, right? My I have a books wish list on Amazon, right? That's like thirty books long, and I'm buying mm-hmm. random books that come up. Like I have, I, yeah. I keep like the same thing. I keep adding. I keep buying RPGs when they yep. go on sale, and I haven't started playing mm-hmm. them. Yet. 
right? Like, yeah. I, I li- like I said when we were doing that, I like shiny new shit, and I can't stop buying it, even though right? I haven't used it or will use it anytime soon. Yeah. I have that problem. Like, you start to get to a point where, like, it's this vicious cycle where you want the new thing, you're excited to try it, and then, mm-hmm. like, like a cyberpunk, you know, you're so thrilled to play yeah. it, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I'd love a g- great RPG, and you're 20 hours in, and you're like, well, there's these seven other games I want to play, and this book I want to read, and all that stuff you keep mm-hmm. saying, and you're like, why did I spend $60 on this game I'm not going to finish? Yeah. So then you start to feel yeah. this obligation to finish it, and then you oh, get to a yeah. point where you're like, it do- am I having fun anymore? Yeah. Am I right. actually enjoying this? Like, Well... And I think I think that's kind of where you get yourself caught is when you start asking your questions like, am I enjoying this? Well, to some extent, you have to be because you're coming back. Now, you could certainly deceive yourself for a while into being like, I am enjoying this, but it's not. You're not enjoying it. You're just forcing yourself to be there. But like that will become clear within time, right? If you are just if you're coming back to it. Just yeah. Unconsciously, it's because some, you decide to. cost thing still. It's just a time, not money. Yeah, I, you've I already depends, bought the game. I think it depends right. on how how introspective or how delusional you are as a person. <laughs> True. Because because there are definitely some things where I'm just like, no, nah, no, I have to finish it, right? Hmm, but yeah. like that's my my problem with eating, right? I've got that poor kid hmm. mentality. The the hardest thing I've been working on in my adult life is portion control because like I don't need to clean my plate it doesn't need to happen right it's just that because of like you know how i was raised and what was going on that's just like this habit that's become who i am but it's unnecessary and it's actively detracting from my life in some way right yeah so yeah yeah, no, it, and that's I I don't know. That's I I get, I like how this was supposed to be a fun episode. Now we're talking about like actually being adults <laughs> yeah. and having yeah. to like I don't know not it, play as many games because that's why I play so much Tarkov yeah. with you, Nick. Because a it's co op and it's kind of fun, and b we can play yep. it for twenty minutes or we can play it for six hours, right? There's yep. whereas like if I'm playing Pillars of Eternity two, right? I'm getting a coffee and at the start and at the end I'm I'm fucking drinking beer like it's it's a day affair it's a whole thing right right yeah yeah so like I just I don't know I'm like trying to be better about like you know I the game sounds interesting but am I gonna get am I gonna spend the time on it so like you start to steal more and more I'm like so that's why I end up in like you know a competitive game I can play briefly or a cooperative game where like the experience just is so worth any time and money you put into it yeah so my worry about that though right is when you when you look back and and maybe this is the wrong way to look at it but when you look back throughout your life gaming what are the the experiences that you loved and enjoyed the most and like you look fondly on and like so that again, that the reason why it's my worry is like maybe I'm moving more into what you're talking about, Nick, doing these like easier to consume ga- things. But when I look back at the things that made me the happiest in terms of gaming, it's not those games, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some of the experiences surrounding them, right? Like I don't think I'll ever forget playing Tarkov. That's for fucking sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know that Tarkov made me as happy or like enriched me as much as the first time i played well the only time i've played oblivion right yeah so if i'm changing what i'm doing am i missing out right or is it just inevitable and it's okay that's that's where i'm kind of like i I lean towards inevitable and it's okay 
That, that's kind because, of where I tentatively lean as well. I mean, there's there's those like age old charts you can go see where it's like as you get older, you know, you have at different points in your life, you have more time, money, and energy. They always change, and we're just getting towards that point where we've got okay energy. We've got some more money, so we can buy these shiny things. But the time is rough. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I did more shit in college, and I had no time then. I have all the time in the world now. But I, f- I feel like, I if the oh. ratio for everyone might be different though. It might just be I'm trying to consume too much shit, and that's the issue. Right? I think that's all. We're just in an age where like there's just like you said, so much stuff. I'm watching yeah. four different anime simulcasting. I'm playing all these games. Like I want to play games with you and with other people, and you know you want to hang out with your girlfriend or boyfriend you, or whatever and like you actually blow me away sometimes nick like you you talk to me about what you're doing and i'm like i'm like you've got a you've got a fucking life and like a fiance and a job and then like you're like oh yeah, yeah i played like six hours of Valorant the other day right i'm like what, what are you doing this i'm with you half the time we're playing I, yeah. games like <laughs> where are you coming up with this time <laughs> it's it definitely is something that, like i'm a night person to like a fault like mm-hmm. I I will stay up until one a.m. when I know I shouldn't because it's like uh, there's there's it's peaceful. I'm cons- like I can consume the content I want, you know. Yeah. But then I hate the morning, and then it fucks you up for the rest of the day. It's just one of those things where like, you know, what is it? E- Elon sleeps six hours a day, so he can do more. No, he sleeps six hours is a surprising amount. Like that, that podcast yeah. with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was expecting him to be like, I sleep two hours. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get, I get like a good six or seven. Joe's like, fucking really? No shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But except he's, you know, solving the world's problems. I just want to play more yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. As long as you enjoy what you're doing at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know that there's, we don't have the crazy adult responsibilities where like, you know, someone's life doesn't depend on me yet. Yet. I know. Yet. <laughs> for me but you know <laughs> <Teach their own. laughs> you're not uh, well that's a different topic for another time i was gonna say yeah. kids fox but i don't want to uh, talk about that at some point wait yeah yeah that's a can of worms yep that's a serious episode week uh, that'll be fun because <laughs> i'm like i'm like real milk toast like real american hmm. family do the whole thing you know yeah, 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 that'll, yeah. Be, that'll be a fun i know nick's kind of somewhere in the middle so that'll be a fun talk Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, 